The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, it's summer vacation time at Star Wars 7x7, and in past years, we've done flashback episodes in various themed capacities, and this time, considering that this is the 10th year of the podcast and we are on a long countdown <laughs> to the 10th anniversary, I thought it might be fun to look back at the most popular episodes of all time. So over the next year, we're going to count down from 100 to number one as far as the most downloaded episodes of the podcast and we're going to start with our summer vacation here and do the episodes from 100 to 91. This next one is number 96 on the list. It is from December of 2019, episode 1998. This was the first of our Jedi business episodes tracking the box office performance of various movies and this one was for the opening weekend of The Rise of Skywalker. So let's go. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So, the numbers are still being finalized, or at least they are at the time of this recording. So, yeah, I've seen different estimates, but basically between 175 million and 179 million for the first weekend domestically for The Rise of Skywalker. This would put it at a lower number than both The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, but it puts it higher than Rogue One. So here's the thing. As I look at these Jedi business numbers, there's a little thing running in the back of my brain that I'm thinking about, which is the whole question of the last two years that's been put forth by a group of folks online, which is the notion that The Last Jedi ruined Star Wars and that we would see those numbers reflected in the box office in future movies. That was the presumption for Solo A Star Wars Story, and I did spend a good chunk of time on the podcast looking at the performance of Solo and theorizing as to why it wasn't the case that The Last Jedi had any particular effect on Solo A Star Wars Story, or at least if it did, it wasn't one of the significant factors for Solo's performance at the box office. In fact, I did an episode where I think I had seven different things that I thought were more significant in terms of their effect on the box office for Solo. But here we are with The Rise of Skywalker, and I must say I had been hoping for a little bit more of an apples-to-apples -apples situation so that way we could more definitively say once and for all whether Last Jedi really is going to have a negative effect on future Star Wars movies or if not. So, uh, you know, the big thing about not having an apples-to-apples -apples comparison has to do with the cinema score grade. So the folks at cinema score will pull people after they've come out of the movie and they do this in 30 or 40 different cities or something like that. They gave a B-plus to The Rise of Skywalker, which is lower than the A's and A-minuses of previous movies. So right there, that tells us that the movie wasn't as well-reviewed by the people coming out of those initial screenings, and that generally tracks with an effect on box office performance. So right there, it's not so much about the 
whole foo-for-all around The Last Jedi. It's about this movie in particular and how the word of mouth is going to affect its ultimate box office performance. Meanwhile, on the other service that does audience polling after movies, that would be Post Track, it got an 81% overall positive and 4 out of 5 stars. This is also trailing behind three previous Star Wars movies. So Force Awakens was a 90% overall and Last Jedi was 89%, Rogue One was 91%. So again, it was 81% for The Rise of Skywalker. And whereas it was four out of five stars for The Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi got five out of five and Rogue One and Force Awakens got four and a half out of five. So The Rise of Skywalker from a critical perspective is trailing behind and so yeah, that's going to kind of affect the numbers a bit as you would expect it to. Now previously the prediction had been that The Rise of Skywalker would end up making more money than The Last Jedi but not as much money as The Force Awakens which would ultimately repeat exactly what happened with the prequel trilogy which was that The Phantom Menace made a lot of money and then Attack of the Clones made not so much and then Revenge of the Sith made right in between the two of them. Funnily enough, the opening weekends for those three movies were entirely different. Phantom had the lowest opening weekend, Attack of the Clones came in second, and Revenge of the Sith had the biggest opening weekend, even though it never topped The Phantom Menace overall. And that's despite the fact that Revenge of the Sith was actually the best reviewed and probably the most hotly anticipated of the three movies. I mean, certainly The Phantom Menace was hotly anticipated because it had been 16 years since the previous Star Wars movie, but Revenge of the Sith was the one that people really wanted to see because that was the one where Anakin's fall actually happened, right? So it's also an apples to oranges consideration looking at the prequels versus the sequels in that regard. And yet, there is some hope that The Rise of Skywalker still could go beyond what The Last Jedi made at the box office, which would be in line with the previous predictions. Actually, not predictions, that's the wrong word, the trend from the prequels. So, one thing that Scott Mendelson at the ticket booth at Forbes points out is that movies that have gotten a B-plus cinema score have gone on to get more than a billion dollars at the box office. And in fact, there's a recent example, Joker, which opened in October got a B plus and went on to make more than a billion at the box office. So that's one potential positive example. And another bit of news that may bode well for The Rise of Skywalker is the fact that Deadline Hollywood points out The Rise of Skywalker has opened later in December than any other Star Wars movie opening in December. So The Force Awakens was the 18th, then you have Rogue One and The Last Jedi, which were the 15th and the 16th. And so this one opening later on the 20th and opening on the final shopping weekend before Christmas, where it was only like three days before Christmas, four days before Christmas. So the big rush had to happen. Yeah, they suggest that that might have been a suppression force for not just The Rise of Skywalker, but the box office overall. And so that suggests there may be some good stuff waiting on the other side of the Christmas holiday and the fact that there are, for all intents and purposes, two holiday weekends, if you will, between, you know, the weekend between Christmas and New Year's and the weekend coming up right after New Year's Day. So, ultimately, it's still too early to say for sure whether The Rise of Skywalker is ultimately going to outperform The Last Jedi and whether it will settle the question of whether The Last Jedi was actually damaging to the performance of Star Wars movies at the box office overall. 
Jury's still out. Numbers don't necessarily look that great right now, but also look like they could be hampered by the review situation, which definitely has to play a part in things. I mean, it's getting reviews that were worse than Solo A Star Wars Story, so you know that's gotta play some kind of factor in this whole situation. I'll be keeping an eye on it, and we'll be talking about it in successive weeks here on the podcast. But there is one thing that I want to talk about with The Rise of Skywalker that isn't in the movie, and people were saying, come on, why isn't this in the movie? And apparently J.J. Abrams has actually addressed it now officially, so I'm going to share that with you after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the Asteroid Belt level at patreon.com slash SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com slash SW7X7 and look for the Asteroid Belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. So, before we get to this, here's your quick spoiler warning. This is a spoilery thing for The Rise of Skywalker, so if you haven't seen the movie, don't want this spoiled for you, then save this part of the show for a later date. But this is comparatively not gigantic spoilery. It's just mild spoilery, alright? So there's your spoiler warning. Let's get into it. In the movie, there's a part where Finn says to Rey, just before they think they're going to die, there's something I meant to tell you. And then they don't die, and then Finn, despite multiple promptings, never actually reveals what it was he was going to say to Rey. So, that was apparently a question that came up at an Academy screening for The Rise of Skywalker, where J.J. Abrams was present and taking questions. And he actually told the audience what it was that Finn was going to say to Rey. And no, it was not that he was going to profess his love for Rey or anything like that. It was that he was going to tell Ray that he believed that he was, is, Force-sensitive. I don't know if we can officially call that canon necessarily, but it certainly leans in that direction. So there you go. That mystery has been solved, and I'm sure other mysteries about The Rise of Skywalker will be solved in the coming days and weeks, and I'll be keeping an eye on that for you, and we'll talk about it here on the show. But for now, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items, are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.